welcome back to another episode of the Genius Review Podcast. This is your host, Charlie Radio Williams. And this is Sean Luke. Welcome back, welcome, welcome back to another, another episode of the Genius Review Podcast. topics like uh, like when are we going to start our TikToks or you know when are we going to actually start our OnlyFans accounts right like we're going to start talking about like 2021 was supposed to be this big year I, I feel like I'm late to the show to do OnlyFans I don't feel like I have what it takes to do OnlyFans uh, somebody who just stopped OnlyFans I wouldn't okay Fly. so um, we're going to be we're going to be very different on to your OnlyFans Oh well, so too bad. It's too late. Pro- I don't. Well, I don't. I don't get product content. <clears throat> on that note, ladies and gentlemen, I will be the one since it's 2021. I will be the one introducing the newest episode of the G is for Geek podcast. For my name is Sean Luke. No, we don't. We don't do that. Really? Really? You're not letting me take we, the reins. We don't. We don't do that. <laughs> we, no, that's, I didn't even know we just started. Yeah, that's real disrespectful, Sean. You didn't get us, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> welcome back to another episode of the G's Freak Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Radio Williams, and I'm Sean Luke, as you just heard, because I should be the real opener. And even what? though, oh wow! <laughs> see, that's a face. Wow, that's a face comment, eagle, right? You see? Uh, even though we are not joined by Han on this episode, we are joined by the lovely, the very talented cosplayer, um, model, kick your ass, and um, take no names, Sin Von Quinzel. Did that say oh, right? Fuck about your name. Oh wow, damn, that was real aggressive. <laughs> you made it sound like I was aggressive and shit. I mean, you kind of are aggressive. I'm not. You know, in a very like beautiful way. You know, they give me a bad name. The way that roses look sweet, but when you touch it, you get pricked. What? Not all. Those are called thorns, and they're on. Um, Dude, stems. what are you? So you're like a beautiful thorn, right? That's I, that makes no sense. I know what. What is going on here? We are no more than five minutes, not even five minutes I'm into this like episode. I'm, I'm trying to hype her up for what's going seconds. to come. I'm trying to hype her up for what's about to come. So, giggity, so, um, giggity? I guarantee I won't be very hype about we're, what's we're, about to come. We're, we're happy to have you back on the episode. It was not just but last week that we had you on, and it was a fiery episode, straight out the gate. Sean likes to push my button. Sean does like to push buttons. I do I mean, not. Charlie does it more, but hopefully you guys won't see that because it kind of doesn't stop. Oh, I push your buttons for a completely different reason, though. Listen, well, if you heard last episode, you would know. know that, you know, Miss Von Quinzel and I always have these like wonderful conversations that end up becoming very aggressive. Yes. And what you experienced in the last episode was literally just a portion of what we talk about every day in our home. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty true. Yeah. And then Sean fell down a flight of stairs. Wink, wink. Okay, listen. I literally tripped off one flight of stairs and my ass hurt. It's that simple. Why are you over is, here trying to acknowledge is, the fact that, that Sin thinks that she is stronger than me? Like, oh, well, damn, sorry. I am well aware wow. that he is much stronger than I am. <laughs> that is why he never put his hands on me. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, I'm never going to put my, I would never, and I, and I feel like this is an argument that I have with family, mm-hmm. right? And I say family is a sense of friends, not actual family. Um, Questionable. Yeah. I have never tried or wanted to put my hands on a woman ever, ever. And I've always had the philosophy where, why would I want to hit a woman? 
when I already know that I have so many female friends that are willing to go to bat to beat whatever woman uh, is bothering me mm. instead of me hitting that woman. So I'm going to share a story that's going to be very bad and it's okay. Uh-oh. This happened in my life. I once got into a fight with an ex-girlfriend when I was about the age of seven, 11 or 12. Um, it was a situation where it was just a hood. This is like East New York. Um, mm. I'm not going to say her name, so I'm just going to come up with a fake name. Her name was Jane. Typical uh, Jane. Yeah, no, Jane, uh, no. That's Jane cool. and me were having banter back and forth. And back then, this is like the late 80s, early 90s. I said a comment to Jane and I said, that's why your hair is fake. Jane turned to me, who was a young 11 year old, and said, if my hair is fake, pull it. I looked around, I looked around, and I was like, challenge accepted. And I pulled her hair, and guess what? It was real. It was her real hair. But because I pulled her hair, or I yanked it, she did not like this. I ran for my life because I knew I was about to get my ass beat. Uh, Jane chased me around, caught up to me, uh, shoved me into a fence, at least several, like a gated, not even a gated fence. It was like a, a barbed fence at least seven times to the point that a crowd of people came out. So the amount of time she shoved me, she had already got back her yank. I wasn't going to do nothing. I even sat there and protested. I was like, hey, Jane, I'm not going to hit you because you're a woman and it's not right to hit women. I said this. Jane said, come on, you pussy. Hit me. I said, Jane, I'm not going to fight you because it's wrong to hit women. And I'm saying this out loud. I'm looking from the corner of my eyes. I see parents coming outside who didn't like Jane, who were doing the fist movement like hit her. And I'm like, no. I'm not hitting this woman because it is not right to hit women. Then another woman stepped out of the shadows. And this woman was a woman I was afraid of. It was my older sister. Oh, shoot. Who ran out the house and said, Charlie, if you do not hit that chick, I'm going to beat your ass. In that situation... I was fearful of my 11-year-old life. I did not want to hit this woman. But my sister, who is older than me by four years, who I've encountered getting ass whoopings and getting my ass beat by, I said I made a life decision. And I, I hit her. And we got into a fight where she scratched my face. We went back and forth. The fight got broken up. But that night... I I cried. I crouched up in my bed in a ball and I cried because I felt dirty. I was disgusted with myself because I hit this girl. I my reputation, my reputation, my representation will always be tarnished because I assaulted somebody because another woman, a sister, no less, who most sisters would be like, fuck this. You're not going to fight my little brother. I'm going to get in and beat her ass for you. No, my little sister would was like, no, Charles, you're not going to be a pussy. You're not going to let no man hit you. You're not going to let no woman hit you. You fight back or I'm going to beat your ass. And I was like, Where, where's the options here? Where's the choices? So that happened. That was my story. I fought a woman. What, Sin? You going- okay, I'm not going to lie. I feel like I'm very confused about this position between growing up and even now as a 27-year-old. Um, I was... You know, my brother's raised, you don't hit girls, which I understand. Um, Was also raised, if a girl hits your brother, you go in. So I think it's kind of weird that your sister didn't do nothing, considering how much older she was. But also, I 
I feel like I still believe, but it depends on the situation. And I know it's very like, but like if a woman hits a man or somebody who identifies as a woman hits a man or somebody f- hit, hit her. Like, honestly, and I think that it's the whole eight ball jacket situation. Mm. We all know it. We all saw the video, especially if you're from New York, you know it. In which that woman went after him continuously and he knocked her the fuck out. And honestly, I don't think he was wrong. I don't think he was wrong because why the fuck would you do that? Mm. I don't understand. And that's my problem and position with it. If somebody is going to agitate you, aggravate you, go after you constantly, hit you, belittle you. I don't give a fuck what you are. You get fucking hit. You're getting hit. And I don't think that as men, because they're, and this is where it gets complicated, men, women, non-binary, depending on what you fall on the spectrum. It's like, at this point, why do you get to say that one gender doesn't get to hit another? And I don't mean like a domestic abuse, things like that. I mean like somebody going after another person. Just straight up, like somebody went after another person and they needed to defend themselves. Yeah. Defend yourself, period. Again, I feel like that's the situation in which you defend yourself as a person, period. Um, again, the other situations are completely different. Mm-hmm. One-sided domestic abuse, different, whether it's man or woman or mm-hmm. other, no matter what. You should not be hitting another person who is defenseless, not wanting to be in that situation, whatever the case may be. That's the same thing as people getting jumped. People getting hit from behind, all those things. But if somebody goes up to you, eight ball situation, you knock that bitch out. That's well, all I'm saying. Bitch mean a man Let me shed some more light on this, right? So Jane, Jane was an ex who was three years older than me because you're not 11. I was supposed Wait, you were 11 with a uh, four? Yeah, I was. That's just, fu- I was, that's just fucking I was weird. Then your sister it. definitely should have done something. I was pulling it. I don't understand on, why your sister on, didn't on. get into that Wait, situation. So this is why I got to put context. My sister uh, used to defend me a lot against men. Like when I was a kid, my sister fought guys like okay. in the street. So it's, it's not that, and I got it. Like there's only, I believe that there's only so much somebody can do and be like, yo, I'm going to fight. I can't, I can't always fight your battles, Charles. Okay. So in this situation, I do believe that I was wrong for pulling this young woman here. I do think that her slamming into the gate once, maybe twice, was retribution. Everything that followed was more of, oh, okay. She went in on Yeah, she was going in. So, and that's why a crowd started to form. People were like, yo, don't just stand there and take. And this is women, mothers who were out there who were like, don't just take that, hit back. Yeah. And in my head, I'm like, okay, this is mixed signals. I'm not supposed to hit her. There are women telling me. And I'm not saying that because my sister came, because even my mom came outside at some point. I'm not saying that my sister giving me the okay is like, is like a black person telling a white person it's okay to say N word. I'm not saying on that level, like it's okay. But in that moment, being that the context was, I know my sister would have would have beat my ass because I'm about to either lose a fight or I'm about to let somebody harm me without putting hands. Because most likely, if this woman would have, like, if I would have let her keep continuing, my sister would have probably jumped in. I think in that moment, my sister was trying to give me a moment to defend myself. And if things had escalated then, yeah, I can see her jumping in. But it was more about no Charles defend yourself yeah. like i get that you don't want to hit women i i get it and i respect you as as a, as a young man growing up but in this moment 
this is no different than a guy hitting you. And whatever the reason is, you have to defend yourself. So and I think part of it is that image that would have came from the neighborhood, like, you know, just the community that we lived in, where it's like, oh, Charles, you just let anybody pick on you. Because I feel like I had boys who were picking on me, too, growing up, too. So I think in that moment, because we live in a uh, machismo society where it's like, oh, you're going to let women hit on you, too, which is a wrong form of thinking that it would have escalated things even if I didn't do anything. So no matter what I did, there was no right. There just was no right, but then there's really no wrong. I think as a sister, she probably thought if I jump in this time, she's going to do it again. Mm -hmm. Like she's doing it right now to you. And I'm telling you, you got to defend yourself. Because I might not be there the next time in which she will, again, do what she did to you. Um, Obviously, the way it started, yeah, you did wrong. You said something wrong. She then escalated it. You escalated it. And then it went past the point where it was like, it was too much. And I think if she got away with it that time, and I think if your sister was the one to jump in, she probably thought like, he's going to have to go through it again. Mm. Like, you might fuck up again, and she might escalate it more again. Yeah. So I think it's, yeah. it depends on the situation. I I think it's... I'm not going to say it's a gray area, because I feel like for most situations, it is a black and white area. Very little. Is it a gray area? And yours just happens to be one of them. Well, I don't think that there should ever be a situation... I remember a few years ago, um, we went... Me and my friends, we went bowling. And... When you're bowling, you're hanging out as adults. You tend to drink. Let's not, let's not take that up the table. So there was a couple that I kept eyeing all night. They kept having like this back and forth. So the boyfriend leaves because he's like, yo, I'm not doing this. You're acting out. You're wilding. Whatever. Cool. He leaves. Uh, the bowling alley closed. He comes back to pick up his girlfriend. And now because she's being catered to by my, some people in my group who weren't sitting there looking at the situation escalate. It became like, hey, I just want to come get my girlfriend to go home. But the girlfriend is now like, no, I'm not going with you. Fuck you. Like all this and just wilding out. So he's like, all right, I'm not dealing. Look, can can we just relax a little, which is not great to call tell anybody to relax. But he's but he's oh, trying yeah. he's trying to delegate the situations to the best of his ability. And I see this and I'm not drunk. I see this. Somebody in my group who didn't read what was happening automatically assumed that he was being the aggressor and was like, yo, what are you trying to do? Leave the fuck alone. And he's like, yo, dude, I don't want no problems with you. I just want to get my girlfriend. And I'm looking at her and I'm looking at how like she's how people in my group are, are catering to her. And I'm like, yo, like this is just fucked up because now a fight is about to, to, to happen that, is completely avoidable. Did you say something? So in this situation, I said nothing. And the reason the reason I said nothing is because I'm not gonna lie, I read I read the I read the group too. If I already knew that the people that I and the people who I was with wasn't a part of my clique. They were friends of my clique. Oh, they were friends of friends. But they were they were they were drunk. So now me being the voice of reason, there's nothing I can say Knowing that this young woman is drunk and she's wilding, they are drunk and they're they're being the aggressors, and me trying to be the voice of reason, like, hey, no, she's she's me taking me trying to defend her and defend her boyfriend and be like, nah, 
stay out of this. This has nothing to do with this. They've been bickering. Nobody wants to listen to a voice of reason. And to, to some point, it's, yeah, listening to myself, I could have said something. In that situation, I'm not going to say nothing. I'm I not. I wish you did. So, I mean, I, I, I'm not. It's 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 very weird. It's like when I see... um. It's like, oh, God damn, this episode just like, really... Like, did you feel like yeah. you were sure about the situation? No, I was very sure about the situation. Then why wouldn't you say anything? Because once again, you have to read the entire room. Who cares about the entire because, room? Because, no, once again, it it becomes down to... It comes down to... Just like how I'm like, yo, you guys should not get involved in these people's situation. In my head, I'm like, I'm not going to get involved. And I, here's, another, here's another story that will kind of paint a picture on this, right? A few years ago, if I would have saw a guy walking down the street arguing with his woman and they look like they were getting in a fight, I'd probably, yo, be like, yo, calm down, relax. When I got into a relationship, when I got into several relationships that I realized it was very toxic and that very performative in the streets, I realized not every situation is meant to be a red as an aggressive situation that I as a person need to get involved in. The reason why is they can go home that night and make up. They can go home at night and continue on their relationship. And as much as I want to step in and be and feel like I'm doing something right and and pr- like some form of protecting either her or making sure that he doesn't do something, in the end of the day, I can now put myself into a harm's and call this selfish or whatever. I can now put myself in harm's way for people who outside of me just being a stranger are going to continue on whether if their relationship is toxic or whatever, they're going to continue on. So I'm not going to get involved in that. But you're not getting here. Maybe I understand. I understood it wrong. From what you said, they had a situation. Mm -hmm. She had gotten very drunk. He was just trying to, from what you said, manage to get her home. Mm -hmm. Just like, hey, you're kind of wasted. Let me help you. No, it wasn't. It wasn't even it wasn't even like that. When I mean, like she was being super dramatic. You ever seen somebody get super dramatic? But that's the part I'm trying to understand. So your boys or your boys of boys were the ones who interfered. It was it was it was boys and girls. So just to add more to that. Okay. so the only people you have to talk to is your people. You don't have to talk to them. You just like, hey. So they've been going through this for a while. She's just really drunk. L- he, you know. Let me add more to this story. I, I, it's just from what you said. The the, the person who was coddling this young woman was my best friend's ex, who instead of being one of those people who minds their own damn business, sees the situation and is like, oh no, I have to step in right now. I already know her personality, and there's nothing I can say. And even with my best friend. Even if he's the type of person, too, that when he gets a little saucy, that common sense is not something that that stands out. Maybe in the morning, maybe a couple hours after. And I do end up being like, hey, this was the situation that happened last night. I need you guys to know this. So that doesn't help it at the end. It doesn't help in that situation. And once again, I don't feel I, and I don't think you're trying to make me feel bad. I get no, I get I get I'm what just, you're trying to get I, out of this in the sense of like, like. Why didn't you do something? My answer, and I am going to stick to it, I didn't do anything because after reading everything, just like the other story, I realized that even if I got involved to cease that fight, my voice wouldn't have been heard. Even if I said something, it wouldn't it, it wouldn't have mattered to the situation. The situation was already far escalated. And those two people, whether if I know it or not, whether if their relationship is toxic or that was just a moment which it clearly did not feel like that, they're going to go off 
and continue on their relationship for however long it goes down so that road. What's the point of your friends getting involved? I think what like I think what it more is is the idea that when you see somebody who looks like they're in harm's way, you're only looking at the perspective that they could be in harm's way versus what's actually happening. Let me read the room to really gauge, hey, is this person is this person really in harm's way or are they adding to it? You you probably have friends who in a situation go from zero to 60 and make a situation far more dramatic. And you're sitting there the whole time like. Hey. I've also been the person who's like, hey, what the fuck is happening? While somebody else saw what happened and was like, hey, wait, not the full story. Mm-hmm. Because I'm seeing literally, you know. 15, 20 seconds, the really bad parts, mm-hmm. or they're like, hey, the whole time she was doing this, she was doing that. He's literally just trying to manage her. Because again, there are situations where some women, sometimes they get too drunk or some men sometimes mm-hmm. get too drunk. But I feel like usually it's the other way around where the woman sometimes is too drunk and it kind of looks like there's something happening that there isn't. But I mm-hmm. think as the person who saw the whole thing you know, transpire. Nah, I would rather walk away. I would rather, and I, I hate say I hate saying that. It in a situation, and I think also because my mentality, I'm just adding layers to this. I know, man. I think my mentality is more of. I feel like you're very standoffish about it, and I know most people are. But what if things didn't go that way? What if things escalated, and your friends ended up hurt because of it? Because they got in something involved that they had another idea about and you could have stopped so it, 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 it would be truth. one thing it would it would be one thing if in this situation that i'm more worried about your friends so, than i am about that situation so obviously. it would be one thing if because of the group of people i am that because this is multiple times i've experienced i have other stories that i felt that in that moment being the voice of reason that they would listen to me like, Charles, we got, we understand, whatever. Because I understand how my friends and to some extent what this other group was like and the amount of drinking and the way that they were acting, I'm like, no, I'm not doing that to myself. I'm why not. Why did you put yourself in that situation? Though? First of all, I, and this is why I said I, I would rather walk away. I'm not putting Are my, you walking away from the group? Or I'm walking, walking away from the group. From I'm going home. You know why? Okay, the then reason, that doesn't so, bother me. So the reason I'm going home is because it's not my fault that I become observant when I hear see shit. It's like if I'm in a club and I see a, a, a dispute about to happen, my thing is not, oh, you let me keep dancing on the floor. Mine's just, you know what? It's time for me to roll out this club. I mean, that is, yeah. <laughs> you know, if I if I find out in the news in the morning that somebody, then my 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 spider senses went off. I made the best. So when we left the bowling alley and I saw this escalating, my friends like so my best friend tried to stay behind because his girlfriend is being miss i want to cater to this woman me on the other hand i'm like you know what that's your girl that ain't my girl i'm out because being not i like i said okay. because i know what can and cannot unfold i don't want to stick around for this i don't because now let's say the cops show up right that's the parts i'm thinking that about. that and i'm always quick to think that way if the cops show up now i'm a witness now I, there's statements i could be arrested and i would just be like nah I didn't even do anything. I came out. I went bowling. I saw a situation. And that's what I think about. Because, yes, there is that Captain Save-A-Hole. And I hate using that term. But whether if it's for a male or women, because I, I don't think Captain Save-A-Hole is just a man or a woman thing. I think it's a it's a diverse thing. 
or let me just say that feeling to want to step in and save somebody or be a hero. Yeah. I don't think that's for everybody. And now that I understand that's more of an American trait than it is globally. Globally, that idea of of stepping in to save people is like it's not a thing that happens because in other countries, a lot of people are like, no, I have a family of my own. I have to really worry about myself. And yeah, you do get people who step up and like they'll save somebody from falling out of. It depends on the person's. Yeah, I mean, it also depends on the situation because there are situations that are beyond uh, like a dispute or whatever. Like in a certain situation where we were at a party and this person literally passed out right because of a drinking situation or whatever the case may be we didn't know at the time why they had collapsed okay right so you know when the emts came no no no. oh no problem with that entire situation is completely different so if you see somebody who hits the ground and i don't mean like they're playing around because you know how it be in new york and Mm -hmm. like people get kind of drunk and they start messing around and they're messing around on the floor whatever the case may be kind of for somebody who saw it on friday you know they're in the middle of the street just messing around kicking their legs or whatever i mean this person fell this person went bloop and that was it. Mad people started crowding around them. I'm talking 20, 30 people. And I'm like, did anybody do anything? They're just staring at this person. And I'm the type of person, and this isn't even like, it's just usually when I, especially when I was younger, mom of the group shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, did anybody do the things that needed to be done? Mm-hmm. And they're like, now nah, we're just checking on them. I'm like, their eyes are closed. they they're straight on well, the floor. I think that situation... They hadn't turned over mm-hmm. the body. They hadn't done anything. So the first thing I did, because obviously you guys aren't doing anything, I got the managers of the place while calling 911. None of you have answers. Okay. Your friends don't have answers. And I'm, I'm talking like the room wasn't very large. I saw the people they were sitting with and all you're doing is going, you know, slapping them around. Are you okay? That's not an answer. I'm like, hey, I'm not an EMT. I'm not a medical professional. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go get... Somebody who works for this place, because we're in a very large bar, Mm -hmm. a very famous bowling alley. I'm going to go get a worker. And then when a worker got there, they were like, we don't know what to do. Then I guess I got to call 911. And And the first thing I did was call 911 while walking to that elevator and walking out. Because that's it. I have nothing else to do with this. I did all that I could as a person. Mm -hmm. And I think that's all that I expect anybody to do. Like, I'm not going to play a fucking doctor. I'm not going to play EMT. I'm not going to be that person. And there were a few that were like, let me check a pulse. Let me, like, that's not your job. So Don't do that shit. I agree with you. And I think certain... In, so in a situation like that, because I've been in concerts where, like, like, somebody got kicked in the face and we need to, like, get security yeah. to stop the show before people start stopping. So I, in a situation like that, I can understand getting involved to the best of your abilities. I think more of, like, when it comes to, like, seeing an engagement unfold that, like, it's about to, like, in the end of the day, as much as I can say I'm an adult, the people that I am with are an adult. I can't speak for them. I can only look at at what I have and go based on the knowledge I have. In this situation, the knowledge that I have tells me that this person is being the catalyst to a situation that is out of hand, it has nothing to do with me at that point. Yeah. As much as I respect these people, and I'll share one more story. Um, we went to a concert, and one of the people who was engaging this young man who's trying to get his girlfriend calm was with us at another situation where we were hanging out. Me and my best friend were hanging out, and they went to go. I forget what that. There's a club in New York that used to be in a church. 
Like, oh, the one where the pizzeria is now. Turned. Yeah, yeah, I forgot what it's called. Yes. So club, it was it was Avalon at, at that point, right mm-hmm. in New York. So it's about it's like three guys and five girls, right? The guys go across the street. It's a good ratio. Yeah. The two guys go across the street to check out the pricing of the club. I get left with the girls. There's this one particular girl. I'm going to call her Nancy, right? Nancy sees five guys crossing the street. One of the guys decides to look at one of the girls in a way, but he doesn't say anything. He just keeps walking. Nancy turns and goes, why the fuck are you staring at my girlfriend? I have a friend. And I was like... Why the fuck would you say that, Nancy? Why? There was no reason for that. So he keeps walking and she keeps antagonizing it. So he turns back. Now, my friends who are also intoxicated come across the street and they see the situation and they're like, yo, you don't want none of this. Keep walking. And I'm standing there like, hey, guys, this time I did speak up. I was like, hey, guys, it's not what you think. This is this doesn't have to happen. And the whole time that my the, my male friends are now like engaging this situation, this bitch shut the fuck up. And I'm like, and I'm not trying to call her a bitch, but in this I situation, I was I was pissed. So then later on, I I shut the hell up. I, I I walked away from them. I wanted nothing because if we across the street were five squad cars, five five squad cars outside this police station, and you. You being drunk, go and start this situation. So the next morning, I was like, yo, your homegirl, Nancy, we I can't hang out with her again because what she did was she put us in a situation that we could have been in harm. We would have been arrested. We had to fight. We would have been in a uh, uh, we would have been detained or we would have just been injured for no reason or have scuffle because she wanted to do something that was just dramatic that had there was no point to it. What was the point? What was the purpose? So. Did you make sure you weren't in a situation with her anymore? I oh, no, definitely. I think-, I, I think that's what you have to do, especially and whether your clique likes them or whatever. I don't care what situation they have with them. You need to be able to speak up as a person and be like, hey, I know exactly what happened mm-hmm. and she fucked up yeah. or they fucked up or he fucked up and you don't want to be around. I've had the same situation with very close friends of mine where I'm like, hey, you're inviting them. I don't want to be there. They start drama. They start shit for no reason. They do things that are going to put us in harm without giving any fucks. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't even feel like Sean is on the show today. It's fine. <laughs> Listen, I have a friend like that too, but. Yes, you do. Yep. I have two friends like that, actually. Um, although, I don't Your know if she's... Drake and Josh. I don't know if she wants to be my friend anymore, but whatever. Who cares? But I'm still friends. I'm still friends. I still believe in friendship. But, you know, who am I, right? Just a sappy person. You know? I don't know what he's in. I will say, to, to include Sean, there was a situation once. And I'm glad that both I and the other person there spoke up. Me and Sean argue sometimes. Not often. But um, there Disclaimer. was one argument that had escalated very, very loud. Okay. Very loud in a very quiet neighborhood. And it was me and him and one of our other friends at the time. And by the time we got to the next train station... Uh-huh. I was yelling at him. I was screaming at him. I was very, very angry. He was screaming a little bit back. This woman had gotten involved. For the safety of me, she was like, hey, get the fuck away from her. You know, whatever case may be. And I was like, no, 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 no. Because 
I know that what she's thinking, what she saw was a very small portion. All she saw was like down a staircase and she sees me and him face to face getting pretty aggressive with each other. Again, this was many years ago, but shit happens. I was like, no, it's not what you think. And so was the other person there. She was like, hey, you don't understand what's happening. And she was like, I'm just trying to make sure she's good, which I fully appreciate. I appreciate, especially when women come defend other women. And, but I'm glad that the other person with us was like, hey, they're just having an argument. He's not going to do anything to her. They are just having an argument. But but do you see how in that moment, that perception of... Yes, like, but that's why I feel like people need to open their fucking mouths. Mm. And I understand that the people with you were very intoxicated, but I think it's pretty disrespectful if you, as their friend... Because that's what it comes down to. Like, you as their friend are trying to tell them, hey, listen, look me in the eyes. Listen to me. This is what's happening. It's not exactly what you think. This is the real situation. And if they choose to be like, no, I'm not fucking listening. Are they really your fucking friend? I don't care if you're intoxicated well, and or so, not. They're not really and your I, fucking I'm not going to paint myself to be a good guy in this situation. Like I said, the other, the group that was with us were associated with my best friend. Mm-hmm. Right? Um... I do remember turning to my best friend and be like, hey, we need to leave because this situation isn't what you think it is. Yeah. It's so with reason, he then pulled his girlfriend. Um, but isn't over, that the one took, who was dramatic yeah. as fuck? No, he pulled that. His girlfriend was the one who was coddling the dramatic yeah. girl. So at some point he managed to wrangle in his girlfriend and we went home. Right. But an argument still pursued behind us with his click, you know, and that's that. Isn't that my thing is that's your boy's responsibility at that point, because those are his friends to be like, Mm -hmm. hey, it's not what we think it is. And the fact that he didn't do that. Are they your friends or are they just And this? I have to ask, are they your friends or are they just people you happen to chill with sometimes? I think for this situation, for me, for me, at least. No, I'm asking um, for him. No, no, I think I, I know the one person who was also in the other situation, they work together. They known each other as long as actually Sean knows this person, too, because this person was uh-huh. a as a was a debater. Uh-huh. I won't put their name out there, but this person was a, as a debater as well. But they worked. Uh, my roommate and this person work why, together. Why do all our exes end up becoming debaters? Uh, I was. I didn't date anybody who was a debater. Oh, lucky you. Fucking losers. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Really? Yeah. Really? I feel like you think it's a skill. Oh, it, debating is a skill. Is it though? It is. It is. It is. Okay, but y'all are the same ones who still say you have debates and not arguments. So oh, I say that just to be kind of a condescending prick. See, I'm glad you admit that now. It took you a very long time. I've never time. stopped admitting that. Actually, no. He no, because every time you say, you're like, I'm not arguing. I'm having you a guys, conversation. Well, you guys bring this. You guys keep bringing this up. Well, and, you're the one And ever since it. you guys bring it up, I keep <laughs> admitting to it. And now I admit Recently, to it. Recently. For like the last year. But since that's, you've been, that's a lot, Sin. That's not that long. Sin. When you, no, no, no. Sin. It has our, to our, to our relationship has it. grown. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. We still. Sean, it's not still, what you think it is, Sean. It's not what you think it is. Really? So this is what we Sean, literally Sean, just did. Sean, I am not. I'm not. I'm not going to harm her. She's not going to harm me. It's not what you think it is, Sean. Oh <laughs> all right. All right. Fine. All right. Just making sure, young lady. Are you okay? Boy. No, do, I, do I need to call the cops, you, young lady? You put things into perspective. I would say that 2020, we've kind of spent more time. We did getting to know. So that's more than I, outside arguing with each other about movies. Or, or, yeah, that's or, true. Or like pro, or property designer LLCs. What? <sighs> that's a, that's a joke that you and me should get by now. Outside properties LLCs people. 
Is that or that's that terms or using? I was throwing. I was see that was an under. Uh, under I was like I. I was like, is that what he's using as the terms? Out. It would have been nice to get that memo. Oh, sorry. But, okay. What else? Yeah. Do you, what else do you have there, Sean? What else? We listen, this, listen. Like, at this point, we're just screwing the topic. Like, oh wait, I forgot. Let's to talk say, about. Ladies, we're going to talk about mental health, wait, but on, you know what? Look, whatever. Ladies, <laughs> I see, this is very late in the episode to say this, but ladies and gentlemen, G's for Geek Podcast is a podcast with geeks Bruh. that just talks <laughs> that that we uh although sometimes we talk about like uh geek, like movies and stuff like that we try not to be heavy on movies and stuff like that we talk about real life situations well that's that why we discussed experience. it in the first episode i wanted to get it out the way so you know i wanted to get all the actual like geek stuff out the way because yeah. you know heaven forbid we discuss about the cultural implications of falcon versus winter soldier Wait, as opposed oh, to just oh, having all fun the things that people deny uh, yeah uh, can i like just like cut a bunch of TikToks here, of awesome here's people. something to discuss outside of that right fan theories Oh, okay. Right? And how toxic they are. It's completely a toxic, at least in our opinion, it is a completely toxic thing. Not because, everybody, but most of them. But because people have this ideology that their theories should be the one to come true. Oh, like shipping? Yeah, no, it's, no, no, it's, no, no. it's more than shipping. It, but shipping is a part of it. Because like, say for example, right, they, you, they really want this couple to be together or they really want this situation to happen, right? Because shipping also occurs in that kind of instance where they, for example, in WandaVision, they, people really got upset because Mephisto wasn't around. Okay, but that's not shipping and that was my example. No, no, no. I, shipping I, I is used, a small yeah. part of it. And I feel like people don't go as angry about the shipping as other things. But... I will say, I think it got really, really toxic with fan theories in the process of between WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And I'll probably say that WandaVision was worse. Don't get me wrong. We've always had theories. Everybody has theories about all the movies, especially when like Endgame came out. We all had theories and people were disappointed, but I feel like they weren't. Oh, Umbreon went on top of Charles's lap. Umbreon is our cat. (laughs) She's like, she's not the nicest. So this is actually pretty cute. Yeah, Um, He's not. It's her claws. Her claws are in my leg. I know. She always likes to claw people's junk. Her claws. No, but that's not a good thing. I think it's hilarious. But you were saying, Sid. I'm okay. So I think fan theories are awesome. And I think when people especially have seen all the movies, I actually made a TikTok about this, have seen all the movies and even read the comic books, Mm -hmm. they have ideas and the ability for them to flourish based on the things that they've seen. I think they're amazing. Endgame had a ton of them. And when they didn't happen, people weren't as angry as what I feel like once WandaVision came out. Can I can I just simply say that I think higher expectations were made for WandaVision than in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I feel like Falcon and the Winter Soldier initially was just that straightforward MCU action type movie that's going to be in six six episodes pure MCU and when I think people were more shocked at the nuance and the strength of the narrative and of the story that the theories themselves became just of second nature as opposed to WandaVision where they were constantly keep throwing you clues and clues and clues and clues and clues (laughs) right to to, to necessarily not pay it off in the way the fans wanted well well let's hold on to that that part Mm -hmm. here the way that the fans want I think we're in this era now where and this ties into shipping too, that 
we are getting quality visual storytelling, which is amazing, mm-hmm. right? Especially with the MCU, not the DCU. With that being said, <laughs> facts. With with that being said, <laughs> um, fans have always wanted that level of ownership. If you create a character, if you create a story, it this is ours. I will use um Steven Spielberg's ET. Okay. Um, I will also use Raiders of the Last Ark when South Park makes fun of it. How they there was it during the nineties or the early two thousands, especially with George Lucas doing the the remakes okay. of Star Wars that people were like, leave the originals alone. Once you put this out there, even though you are the creator, this now belongs in the heart of the fans. I think fans tend to take that level of heart of the fans to a whole new level. Where it, and I'm going to use the word entitlement again, where they feel entitled that, hey, because we are the fans and we support your stuff, you need to listen to us in the way that things should be. And it's kind of like, if I listen to the way that you think things should be, we would never be here. The reason you fell in love with my story was because you liked the way I presented it. You liked the characters. And you enjoyed that. This is my story I'm sharing with you. Now that you want me to break this fourth wall and include you into the story, then the story is no longer original. It's no longer the story that I'm sharing with you. It's you taking my story, breaking it apart to fit your own individual narratives to which all of the audience is not on the same page and they want so many different things. So it's kind of like, what the fuck? Like, how can I be original and keep giving you quality work if you're telling me this is how i should do things you weren't there when i brainstormed this story when i went through publisher after publisher being told that my story can't make it and i get into the highlight and now what you're really telling me and let's be very honest what you're telling me is you like what i'm putting out but it's not good enough for you and that's kind of like a slap in the face how is it not good enough the reason we are here is because it was good enough for you to enjoy and i will use I'm going to I'm going to wrap it up but I'm going to use this point be, with shipping. Voltron. Voltron was heavily became one of those animations that people were like, "Oh, we're upset because Keith and Lance, you didn't make Keith and Lance a couple." And it's kind of like, "Okay, even though this is an alternative story, I'm not going to do that. We are the creators." So they started writing letters to the writers, to the producers, to the voice actors where's this a sense of entitlement from because you want something you want the ending that you want but if you i bet you if fans get the ending that they want they still will never be happy mm. so a perfect example oh, of that. Uh, wait hold up can we get hold on wait before you send, i just want to say this a perfect example of what you're discussing star wars Hi, remember how we had a debate in a diner about the eighth Star Wars movie? And you went on about how it was the most terrible movie ever made. Which one, Last Jedi or Rise of Skywalker? The the eighth one, not the ninth one. Okay, so Last Jedi, the the one one that that I loved. So different. The The one that everybody wanted to butcher. The one that everybody hated, including you. The one that we had a diet. Argument in a diner about. I didn't like the writing. I understand that. I don't like the writing. But you were also very entitled about the entire thing. I don't. Doesn't that make you one of those people? Oh. And I have. I feel like we're all like that. We all are. And I will give a prime example for me and Sean, wrestling fans. I am so Mm -hmm. used to the entitlement of wrestling fans Mm -hmm. and what they think should go into the storylines. To the point where, like, I feel like that's why it was funny when, like, WandaVision and things like that happened. I was so used to it. I was so used to this is what it's supposed to happen. This is how it's supposed to go. And then when it doesn't, they get so 
angry. They get so Oh yeah, no, no like wrestling is that's know been it should be this way, but I know it should be that way. Wrestling fans have been doing it forever because we have a weekly episodic episode <laughs> every week. And I swear to God, if you told wrestling fans that this is what Roman Reigns would be doing right now, a year ago they would be like no he can't do that yeah we he is a villain but we don't want to see him as the villain we don't want him to do that role. yeah it's, we don't want that storyline he can't do that to which i do people. i do love him as a and villain, it though. makes me you know, the head so of the table, fucking man. happy that people are able to take some of their stories i know it's not everybody but they're able to take their storylines and run with it how they want to while every single fan on these forums videos and everything rage about the entire thing until about three to six months from then where they're like wow that was really amazing well wait hold up because i was called because I was called out. Oh, God. God damn it. Because I was called out. Because I was called out. I'm happy that 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 you bring that conversation up. Because as I was talking, I was thinking about that scenario. I knew that she was going to come <laughs> out. But something that I realized, and I'm happy, just like how we looked at the definition of... Um, incel. Uh, of incel. Mm-hmm. The word of the episode is gatekeeping. Um, and gatekeeping, I completely have learned... The or Sean, can you look it up? Yeah, I'll look so up the actual it. definition while we. Uh... But within the community, that I don't think I'm happy that that term is being used more, because it's another form of the level of toxicity which in fandom, and I think with Star Wars, I have to be very clear that. When I'm watching Star Wars, I'm looking at it from a story aspect and not from the universe aspect, and I think it's very important that I disclose that when i'm talking to people that story-wise just kind of how i feel with mortal kombat story-wise there's a lot of stuff story-wise that doesn't make sense to me visually because this is a story that is a total universe if it falls within the scope of what that universe is and the guidelines that George Lucas set up and all the writers who came along, we've gone down this rabbit hole. I'm not we have gone down this rabbit hole and I have my but, own opinion, but, but keep the going. guidelines that all these writers have given us to build the foundation of, I think it's very important to separate those two, but to also understand that it is okay to have your opinion as far as what you would like and what you appreciate. So, what did you think about the ninth one, though? Okay, we're all, we're not no, going to no, talk no. about that. I want to know if he thinks it made sense compared to seven, eight, and nine. Did you think seven, eight, and nine felt like a trilogy? Do you think that they continued the story correctly? And if you hated eight so much, breathe. How did you not hate nine because nine basically <laughs> tried to just dissemble everything eight was while trying to continue the movies, but as if it was four. Ladies and gentlemen, what you just heard was a Latina saying a sentence in one breath. <laughs> Yeah, that's <laughs> like, I, I have to ask because I hate the people who are like oh, one. I thought seven was amazing. I enjoyed eight. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed. I, I loved eight. Did not like nine because the fact that all the all nine was was disassembling. Okay, this is an anti Star Wars. So I want to know. <laughs> so it's not anti Star Wars. So I love Star Wars. no, no, no. Answer not your you, question. Not you. Jesus, no, we, we. It's such an anti Star Wars. So we uh, answer the question and then I'll put my because I have so a perfect I'm, answer. I'm, I'm going to answer your question, but first I'm going to start off by saying I really want to say something to piss you off, but not I because not because not because. 
I meant to piss you off just because I want to escalate that. No, let's not. We already I'm not. 45 minutes in. All let's right, not I'm escalate. So what, what I will say is movie wise, but all three movies are entertaining for me. Okay. It's not the Star Wars that I I would want as a fan. The reason I say do you that mean all of them, or do you mean all, all three, three, all three, the, the last three, the last three, and it has nothing. It has nothing to do with the actress. It has nothing. The fact that a lot of the writing gets changed in the last one based on fan on what fans brought to the table that upset me. The fact of the whole series automatically upset me. The moment that George Lucas, and I'm going to go on this rant, we keep it short. George Lucas sells the rights to Disney. Yes. Says that he's going to stay on board as just for insight. Then, after all three movies are done, going to come out his goddamn face. And I, I'm so anti George Lucas. I will say this as much as I love the Star Wars series. And I said this the moment he sold it over Disney, he spat on every writer who helped build the Star Wars universe that signed mm. on to his camp yeah. to give us a lot of those stories, whether if it's... Are you Luke, talking about the book? Well, yeah, the book, all the books that turned into like legends. That's what you're talking yeah, about. Because, yeah. I understand. That, the books, the stories, me, the yeah. TV shows, things like that. To me, that's the, found, yeah. to me, that's the foundation. Even if you talk about KOTOR, KOTOR 2, yeah. those games, all yeah. of that's the foundation. And now you sold it over. So then when he comes out several months after, was it The Last Jedi? The, 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 not even, no, was it The Last the, Jedi or was it Rise of Skywalker? Rise of Skywalker and says, those three movies are not my vision and I want to redo it. First of all, you slapped in your fans' face the moment you 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 gave you gave up your your direction. We grew up with you and understanding what your image was, and then you're gonna be like, "Oh, I want to be able to redo the movies in my own vision." You could have just done that from the start, yeah. but you wanted to walk away, and you're not happy. You so, got a big hold up. You got a big buyout, a big fucking buyout from Disney for that shit, and then you're gonna come back and say to your fans, "I would like to redo it because I'm not happy what got output." No, because now you're, you're you're just double you're doubling down and you're doubling down in the worst way. But no, no. I understand. I, so I get that. Here's here's a funny story to that, and to add to your point, because that's what I was gonna say. The fan backlash in the Last Jedi, right, created this kerfuffle where they had to not only appease the Star Wars fan base, now they wanted to appease the the big name stars and the big name people, the people that had the money, basically they wanted to appease their, um, their visions as well. So the reason, the reason why rise of Skywalker was such a mess was because they decided at the last minute, you know what? The force awakens was such a, a huge success because of the combination of new and nostalgia. So we're just going to do that again with rise of Skywalker. And then we're just going to finish up what we finish up. Right. This way, the fans will get what they want because now it's a closing arc that, that that mimics symmetry, much like what George Lucas always talks about, because he always believes in that Star Wars is symmetry. Right. And then also the fact that but it became such a convoluted mess because you cannot add new narratives to a final part of a trilogy, which is why, you know, even though Ewoks are such a, a success in the Star Wars universe, people despise them. Right. Because one, they were a new addition that was unnecessary to the story. Right. And two, there was literally there just for product placement, which I feel like Rise of Skywalker turned into. Now, with that also being said, 
George Lucas's input was actually more reflective because he was actually on set for The Mandalorian both seasons. So, but there's this issue with that too because he, but that's not him, he, him and George, what George Flat, Fra- Fla- John Favreau. Yeah, thank you. I'm butchering his name. I'm, it's fine. I love. We're having it recently came out an article that they were having disagreements because he George Lucas like, hey, I want to kind of take over, and he's like, no. and he said no, as he has all right to. I feel like there's a difference between you coming in and being like, hey, I really like how that's going, whatever case may be. It's been said in numerous people, numerous articles that like George Lucas, he has a tendency of overstepping his boundaries when, yeah, this was your baby, but it's now grown up and other people have the reins of it. And I feel like thinking of it like a child is probably the best way because, you know, kids grow up and they become their own people. They meet their own families, whatever the case may be. And I feel like that's what especially the Mandalorian did. The guy who works with John Favreau, the one who worked on the animated series, mm-hmm. it was multiple. Uh, he, Dave Filoni. He is like a hardcore, dedicated, I love everything that George Lucas ever did, Star yeah. Wars fan. So I think the combination of John Favreau and his amazing storytelling and his way of being able to pick directors and people who see things from other angles... And the combination of that man, the one who did the animated things that made characters that George Lucas loved, fell in love with and still support is the perfect combination without George Lucas having to be the person who's automatically like, I don't like that. I like that. I don't like that. I don't like that. You know, so the reason why I I bring up Mandalorian as well is because of the fact that everything is such tight lipped. As far as story, as far as like filming, things like that. Even the rumors, like we're literally just rumors up until the point where they showed up on the episode. Like for the Rosario Dawson reportedly for like months said reportedly. Never confirmed. Right. Was going to be Ahsoka Tano, but never confirmed until the episode showed up. And I feel like in order to start quelling a lot of these, I would call it toxic fan gatekeeping, right? Um, To which I will say the definition after this, um, would be just not show the plot, not show, just keep it a surprise to people. Because when people don't have expectations... To what they're to what's going on, they make it. It makes it easier. Oh, we can't do that. But Wandavision we, is, is is an exact example of how that still doesn't always work. But the problem is, is that they automatically told people this was gonna be the House of M story that's in not, that no, Wandavision. No, that's so, not what they said. They said there were aspects of House of M. They said there were aspects so because of, of that, because of that, because of that knowledge, and because of the fact that now fans start speculating, they start going in. They they're start having like. Looking at the trailer, 50,000 YouTube videos. The trailer, the first thing I thought as a Wanda fan was House of M. She's going crazy. She's having the twins. She brought back Vision. The first thing you think, whether you were going to say it was inspired by it or not, if you read the comics, you know it's House of M. You're going to speculate of House of M. That's not their fault. That's the fans' fault. Yes, I got hype. Yes, there are things that didn't happen. But also, I wasn't angry about the things that didn't happen. And that's the difference between a fan and a toxic fan. So can I really want that definition? Okay. So the um, gatekeeping, right? Yes, gatekeeping. So the official Urban Dictionary version of this. Of course, of course, Urban. I have to do Urban Dictionary because last episode I was called out for Wikipedia, so I got to do Urban Dictionary. I mean, it takes more 
here's my thing. It takes more than one search of a definition. You got to search yeah. at least three to five different places. Understood. And a dictionary to hope that so, you get the real definition. But at least I, I'm happy that Urban Dictionary gives you a top definition okay. versus, you know, based on voting. So gatekeeping is when someone takes it upon themselves to decide who does or does not have access or rights to a community or identity. Okay. So... What I wanted to say, and I guess this is going to lean a little bit outwards, I think one of the biggest issues, because I'm sitting here and listening, I'm like, you know, to me, the biggest issue when the idea of gatekeeping and entitlement comes up is it always comes back to continuity. That fans are so heavy to the idea of what continuity is that, one, we don't like when somebody creates a story that's an alternative story without identifying this is an alternative story for example i like reading um was it jason jason scott cards um or is it austin scott cards ender's game series love it mm. i also appreciate the movie for what it is i like the fact that the movie literally says this is based on a graphic novel when i hear based on a graphic novel i don't say to myself oh this is exactly the graphic novel. It is based. Scott Pilgrim, and I always talk about this in a situation. I love Scott Pilgrim, Scott Pilgrim volumes one through seven, right? Love the manga, right? Mm -hmm. I also enjoy the movie, right? Being that I watched the movie first and then read the books, the movie is an adaptation, right? Yeah. There's aspects of continuity in the movie, but it's an adaptation. Um, and there's other things, even Harry Potter. If you watch the movies and read the books, adaptation. I think what happens is people hold on to the idea of continuity so heavy and they feel so passionate that they have to guard it. And I'm guilty of this, too, that when somebody creates an alternate story or another way of looking at it without stating. And I don't know why it has to be stated that this is an alternate take on this story. People go rah, rah, rah. So, for example, episodes seven through nine correct seven yes. to nine to me it, what makes me more upset isn't that they that they leave out continuity i think that some some of the movies internally leave out some continuity and that's because of gatekeeping and fan shipping but hearing george lucas at the very end say this is not my star wars tells me that exactly the way I've been feeling as a fan, that those movies broke away from the continuity I, I, I invested in. That's okay. That is okay. But at the same time, it's, it's okay for me to feel that way, but it's not okay for me to overly project that, you know, it's okay for me to say, mm -hmm. Hey guys, this is how I feel about this movie. This is my opinion. It is not okay for somebody to be like, Hey, George Lucas, you should die or send out death threats to writers or or, or do or even do like, hey, let's do a whole vote and send this vote out to, to see if the studio will redo a whole. No. Or boycott movies like they did with Godzilla versus Kong when they were talking about restore the Snyderverse. And, but but you see what I mean? Like. There's one thing to be a fan of continuity. It's another thing to be a fan of an alternate. Because even if you talk about shipping or fan theories, that's that's believing in an alternate. Um, there's a Ninja Turtle series where somebody um, killed off Donatello. That shit makes me angry. But that's actually continuity. Well, I mean. We'll that's actually in the comics. That Donnie dies? Yes, that's in the comics. 
That's a, that's in, that's continuity. Is it? Yes. I have to look that one up. I don't know. You don't have to look that no up. Idea. Yeah, that is actually. I, I know like, this because feel, Donatello is my favorite turtle. I feel like you just took something away from me, son. Yes, I did. <laughs> you you just destroyed me the way they killed Jazz in the first Transformers movie. Oh, let's see now that you could go with. He was black. That's why. Yeah, that's racist. <laughs> you I don't can care. go with that. I'm calling it. We all know Jazz in the first Transformer movie was black. All right, he was always black, even in the cartoons. I'm not going down this We're road. We're not going back to stereotypes. Sorry, I'm not going. Oh yeah, Sorry, let's not. Okay, so our can we can we go to my favorite segment? Yeah, we can do it real quick. Ladies and gentlemen, oh. uh, welcome to another segment of the R's for Romance. Why? This week, actually, no, there's a topic that I want to talk about because Sean, I'm going to let Sean take the case on this because I saw a Facebook post that he put up. I'm always going to your what Facebook. What is up with you and his He, he wants to make and, sure. No, no, this was an actually good one because I saw it and I was like, yo, what is this conversation? And when he told me the backstory, I was like, can we talk about this on the show? Oh, okay. I know. So on Facebook, I posed a question. I posed a question to, to people. And the question is, if you as a friend, mm-hmm. right, had a coworker, and you keep telling this person that this coworker is right for the person, but then you refuse to set up at least a phone call or like exchange numbers or anything like that, is that wrong? Um, first of all, I don't think that person exists. I think that whoever's doing that is trying to egg you on mm-hmm. for some for whatever reason. If somebody wants to be a genuine person and really hook you up, now I can understand if they they they're just bringing it up, but they're like they don't want to cross that line because it might involve sexual harassment. Why are you even bringing it up? The work- yeah, like why? If you're if you're not going to engage on it and you're only saying it to get a rise out of a person, and they're the one who keeps continuing the conversations with some form of uh, of bait to keep you engaged, and that means they're getting something out of it's it. It's weird. It's fucking yeah. weird. I'm just saying, like, and then when I confronted, I was like, all right, so give me, let me get the number, right? And all of a sudden, that's then the backtrack started. But that's weird, too, because to say, and I get it from a guy's aspect, like, give me the number. I think the conversation would be like, hey, then how about, if you don't want to give me her number, how about you, because I would rather the person say, hey, my friend is on Instagram, my friend is on Facebook. Which is Make a line of communication. Yeah, yeah. like that, that's the thing. Like, yes, give me the digits. But, uh, it's to me, give me the digits is like that general now has well, become no, the reason, that general the sense say, of communication. Saying, saying, hey, give me her number. I I always feel that the it should be more the other reverse. Like you give your also, number. Also, does she even know? Does right. her coworker yeah. even know? No, the coworker obviously doesn't know. Then that's so, even weirder. Why are you bringing her up to me if you haven't even told your coworker? That, right. That's weird. That's strange because you can't hit her up in any type of way, whether it be Instagram, yes. Facebook, text it's message without looking like a creepy dude. It's right. like, hey, I'm friends with this like person call, and she thought call, we'd be perfect. Like you this. have no idea. Which is, why, which is why within the conversation, I'm like, look, at least let the person know you know, this person has the same qualities as you. I think you two would be great as a, uh, uh, for dating, not even as a couple. I think you two would be great as two people who link up, right? And then just start the conversation. I feel like this is the old school, like, sitcom blind date thing where, like, hey, 
hey, I think I know somebody perfect for you. I think I know somebody perfect for you. You guys like meet for dinner at this place. At this which time, is which fine. Which I don't think is terrible Wait. if the, both mm-hmm. of the people are agreeing to be in that situation. I think it's funny when you see it on television, but maybe it would work. My problem is, is that she's bringing it up to you, not bringing it up to the woman that she knows, and she's making a creepy fucking situation. But yet when you're mad about the fact that like, hey, why are you we even talking about this? If you have no intention of having communication between the two of us, it's like, and I told you, this is like the commercial with the dude and the dollar on the, um, oh, yeah. on the fishing <laughs> rail. The, 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 he's like, oh, you got to be quicker than that. Oh, like, that's what that's it reminds me Here's a dollar. It's got to be quicker than that. And you're being creepy. Your friends, Sin. your quote unquote friends is being creepy. Sin, let's entertain this for a minute, right? Oh, Lord. Let's, no, let's, let's entertain, entertain which part? Let's, the, let's entertain this day. idea for a minute. Because in my head, I'm like, what if... The reality is she did tell in this scenario, she did tell the other woman, the other woman is interested too, but the only reason she's not telling Sean is because in her head, she's like, oh my God, I think not only would they work, I would be jealous if they did work. Why are you even bringing it up? I'm interested. But I'm saying, let's entertain this idea. I understand. Because I think that I think that could be the thing too. And mind you, when I when I did say that, I was like, so what? You do you want to date me? She's like, nah. So I'm like, then what's the problem? Wait, what's the chances of your friend listening to this podcast? I don't care. Ten, fifteen percent. Okay, so if if she is listening. Hi. Okay, hi, hi, yeah. One, You're hi, weird hi. Right now. hi. Hold on, hold on. Let's not, let's not, let's not go straightly into it. Let I'm me, gonna talk to her uh, the way I talk to any one of my friends. All right, then I'm, I'm gonna do it more subtle. Hi. Okay. This is Charlie's Radio Williams, and this is the segment of the R's for Romance, and we were just talking about the experience that you have with Sean over here, and the way that we think about it is. Oh my God. You're a creep. Um, you're you're just a creep. Um, you get your kicks and giggles out of setting up a scenario, and we don't know why. Um, if you're really serious, then we challenge you to step up and be serious. Be better. Yeah, be a better person. But or just be leave it alone. Like, don't talk about it again. Yeah. Let, like, Wait, so does this person always bring it up when you talk to them? Used to. They stopped now. It stopped. Once, once it actually came to a head... Wait, and the you, fact wait, that when you stood up for yourself, right? Wait, wait, wait yeah. When I was basically when I said, okay, if you're not giving the digits, then let's just stop talking about it. Also, mm-hmm. oh, they was like, yo, like I'm all right. That's cool. Like fine. Yeah, like now that it's said and done. Right now, we're not talking about it anymore. It is. Oh, so it this is. person got their rise out of you. They were like, but here's the problem. The problem is, is that they didn't expect me to go that hard, retaliation wise. Oh. That's the problem, and this has been my problem with a lot of your friendships. Oh shit. They have oh, no, man. and it's not his oh. fault. He just, you know, he's chill about everything, and he doesn't like to be confrontational. But I feel like that's why people think that they can push his buttons and use him in certain ways, and it pisses me the fuck off. Can we can we save this for when Karen? Well, I just want to say, like, honestly, if you're one of those people who's listening and you're Sean's friend and half of your quote unquote friendship is just using him or whether it be as a therapist or as somebody you you only want to listen to you, but you never want to listen to him. If it's a one sided friendship and Mm -hmm. he can't come to you about things 
and you can only come to him and you don't give a shit about what's really happening in his life, you're not willing to help. And I mean this for anybody. It's not even a Sean thing. If you feel like any of this applies <laughs> to your fucking friends, they're yeah. not real fucking friends. I don't care how long they've been friends with you. I don't care how long they've been in your life. Honestly, if your only way of friendship with them is using them, manipulating them, or them just being there when it's convenient for you, but you're not there for them, you're not a real fucking friend. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is my last episode. I'm, <laughs> I'm being replaced by uh, the beautiful Sin Valentine's Day. Uh, no, if, if, if anything, a, Sin was, and I will literally have was, just our own shit. It was, like, nice, it was a nice run. Um, it literally, it was, uh, with her and I, it'll literally just be rants all day. That's, that's, that's like my entire life. Yeah. So, okay. Maybe I'll do a podcast wait, with Karen. Hold on. So, can not we, to, wait, not oh, wait, to, wait, 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 sorry. Cause I have to retort to what she said. Let me just get down real quick. Can retort? We, I was can, trying to help you. Can, no, you are. Can, and I'm going to explain think, something. Do you think Karen would be down for a four way podcast called family issues <laughs> <laughs> or, fam, or like family counseling? Like <laughs> on this episode of family counseling <laughs> on this episode on cosplay counseling. <laughs> no, it doesn't always have to do with cosplay. Yeah. True. Yeah, cosplay you don't get to say that, Sean. You don't get to say that. You don't get because I'm not a cosplayer. Me and Karen have a personality out of cosplay. I know. Karen's a cosplayer. I didn't know that. All right, we'll leave it alone for that. Um. So my thing is, is this? Okay. Yes, people come to me because I'm very chill. I'm very relaxed. I'm very, you know, I I listen. I have the ear. Let's put it to you that way. I have the ear, right? There are also times where I just don't want to tell people shit. Yeah, I got to grill things out of you. Yeah, like, I don't want to tell... You have to grill things out of me half the time. I understand that. Like, I don't... I don't... Because I feel like... And I feel like this is also because of the friendships that I've had and stuff like that. people aren't listening to you. It's more than... It's more than that, including my... Including family. Let's... Let's include family with that scenario. And this is now the C is for counseling. Yes. Um... The we're gonna have to split this in two episodes. Yes, yes. <laughs> the whole rant in the first one, and then yeah. It on the so, I in this case, it's just like because of the fact that I've always been that type of person where it's just like, you know what, I want to handle my shit. Mm-hmm. I want to do my, I want to make sure that I'm able to handle my shit. And the only time I'm ever able to come to anyone is if, is if I'm too over into over my head to the point where I have no choice but to tell people all right look this is the scenario this is the situation what do you think right and yes lately in the past I would say two to three years thank you thank you um the fact that I've been coming out more and letting people know more of the of my frailties and asking for help because I've always had this ideology since I was young and because of family and stuff like that that I have to rely on myself and I have to rely because you know growing up I had to grow up fast so that's why I always have to handle scenarios on my own have to handle problems on my own so yes a lot of friendships, they feel like they could come to me because they know that I will listen and stuff like that. But half the time when people ask me, oh, you know, how's it going? Da, 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 da. And I'm just like, eh, it's good. It's going OK. This is what's going on. X, Y and Z. Oh, by the way, you know, I give them the good parts, but only very few people know the bad. So I, I agree with you. I don't think it's. I don't think putting your personal business out to everybody is is something that's okay. Just like I don't think that unloading on one person is okay. I think 
I used to do that. I used to unload on one person and I realized, holy shit, you know what? That person probably has just as many things that they're dealing with that I'm dealing with. There's some things, to your point, there's things that we do have to work on by ourselves. But I also understand that sometimes we do get to a level of frustration that we do need to talk to, or not need, we can at times talk to other people. It may not always be the person you want to talk to. I, I, sometimes I, I can't go to certain people because I just feel like, you know, it's not that I want somebody who's on my side. I just want a different perspective of, of the person who might be listening to what I'm saying. Um, or sometimes you just go to somebody that you're like, hey, I just I just in this moment just need somebody to just listen. I don't need feedback right now. I don't need an answer right now. Um, I just need to hear myself say some things. Um, and the opposite side to that is some people who do want to come to you, they're not coming to you because they need an answer. They're not coming to you because they want you to solve their issues or to tell them, you know, like what they should do. They just need somebody to go to to just like vent. And and it could be a good thing sometimes. It could be a bad. I think it's all based on not the person who's delivering it, but the person who's receiving the message to set the boundaries of, hey, I can give you this time right now or I'm here for you. But can we speak a little bit later? Because, you know, I have some things that I need to take care of right now. And I think that and I say that second part because you have people who are so used to just coming to you to vent that they don't they never hear that part. Like, hey, I want to be here to listen to you. I'm going to be here. But can we do this a little bit later? Can we? And I think especially for those people who constantly come to you with the same damn issue, like it's just kind of like, hey, like, can you just come back a little bit later? That's okay. I will say I feel like there's a toxicity that goes into and I've actually spoken to you, Charlie, Mm -hmm. about it, about the I want to rent, but I don't want to hear and I think if you want that, get a therapist. And that's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It's just there. I feel like everybody at one point needs to rant. But I think it becomes disrespectful if your rant turns into I don't want to hear what you have to say after it. Because to me, that's not a friendship. That's a therapist. And if you want a therapist, get a therapist. If you want somebody who's going to listen to you and only listen to you, then you're going to have to pay somebody for that time. Because I feel like a lot of the people who only want to be listened to are the same ones who will never listen to you. And I think a couple of Sean's friends are an example of that. And I think the first time you had explained that to me, you didn't even you wanted to talk at the time to me, but you did not want to hear what I had to say. But you didn't start the conversation with that. You went and you said what you wanted to say. And when you were done, I was like, okay, I have some things to say. And you went, no. And I was like, no. And you were like, no, I just wanted to be heard. And I think respectfully, especially if you're going to do that to a friend, somebody that you consider your friend, you need to start the conversation with that. You need to start the conversation with, hey, I'm going through a really bad time. Mm. And I feel like I've done that, Sean. I'm like, hey, I like I'm going through some shit right now. And I kind of just want to say the shit. And like, are you cool with hearing it? And there's times where, you know, people are just like, I, I can't do that right now. And that's okay. But if you don't give a person a warning of that, and then you're just like, no, I don't want to hear what you have to say. That's not a friend. So I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with you. Um, and no, I, th- I think that that was a learning lesson for us. And I yeah. feel like you've learned that luckily, but I think in general, mm-hmm. when I'm talking to whoever the mm-hmm. fuck is listening, 
if you're that person, if you're the person who, especially if I feel like a phone conversation mm-hmm. and it's like, hey, what's up? And they're like, blah, 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 blah. They tell you everything. And then you're like, hey, well, here's how my day. And they're like, nah, I'm too busy. I got to go by. That's fucked so, up. So, no, no, that's all right. I, I, I hope that's not what I mean here. What I mean is, and, and I'm going to use myself as an example, right? Um, I do agree in a sense of if if you want to come to somebody's event, see a therapist, but I don't, I'm not heavy on that. I do think family and friends are a form of societal therapy in some way. Because there's insight that Sean might have or, or just the same way you're saying, hey, somebody shouldn't be able to come to Sean and only have Sean listen to them. But when Sean needs somebody to listen to him, they don't reciprocate. So what I'm saying is as a friend, if I came to you and say, Sin, you have a few minutes, I just need to just talk to somebody. Kind of like you said, yeah. that's fine. If you, if you, like you said, if you start off the conversation with saying that now there are people who will just start the conversation. And then when you go to say something and, and, and I guess in the example in that, you know, in, in that situation where I was like, nah, I, 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 that's not what I, what I signed on for. I signed on just to kind of circumvent what I had to say. I can see that. With that being said, like I had a situation with somebody from 2020, um, who is who I completely don't talk to anymore because I've realized I'm in a place that it's not that I don't want to talk to them, that I, I just don't have it i don't have that energy in me and what i discovered more towards the end was this person became so comfortable with coming to me that they started to show the signs and just completely show that they devalued me as a person and that was that was just terrible to which there was two things that happened afterwards that me and sean are kind of like witness to that this person continued to come back without realizing you know what the person that I want to speak to is a person. So when I speak about that level of boundaries, there is there's a boundary there where you have to say to somebody, hey, I would love to hear what you have to say. But right now, mentally for myself, I, I, I'm not the person to do it. I'm not going to be extremely like, hey, you need to see a therapist because there no, are there are some people who do. But no, no, no. But like, I think that and this is oh, no, no. the whole thing about therapy that people think it's an extreme thing and. That is the extreme. Sometimes it's not the extreme. Oh, no, no. I, I go to a therapist Sometimes now. Sometimes you're a person who needs to talk about things and let things out. And I'm not saying, like, you need a weekly appointment. with that. No, I'm just saying, like, sometimes you just need someone who's going to listen to you. Mm-hmm. And for you to... Obviously, you talk to your friends about things and things like that. And I feel like you took the therapist thing to an extreme, and I didn't mean it like that. I meant, like, you need to talk and only talk. You need someone who's going to listen to you, understand you, but maybe not give advice if you don't want that, or maybe not go beyond that. Then a therapist is a good solution to that without it sounding toxic or without it sounding like, oh, a negative thing. It's not a negative thing. And I feel like now that there are apps for it and things like that, I know a couple of people who started using them and it helps to be able to get all those things off their chest that they've been wanting to say without feeling like they're throwing it onto the people around them. Because you can say the whole story to somebody who is your therapist, with the whole story and let everything out. And then if you feel like you still want to speak about it after with your friends and with your family, where you can understand them having a conversation and not just listening, 
then you go beyond and speak to those people about it. But if you want to just kind of vent, mm-hmm. to expect the people who care about you in your life, the people who would want to help you through things, to sit there and do nothing, that's a lot to expect of a person who loves you and who cares about you. Hey, Geektopians, for tuning in. Uh, you're talking to Speak With Sin. Uh, can we take the next caller on line one? Yeah, I'm like, apparently I just... Okay. Yeah. And, like, I'm not... A, like, I've never done therapy. But I'm sure if one day I can afford to, I'd like to. Uh, we have Andrew calling from out of Cincinnati. Andrew oh, Lord. Cincinnati? <laughs> like, damn, that's we have, a... We have Andrew calling out that's of... A, that's a little... Uh, no, in uh, Cincinnati. We have Andrew calling out of Pittsburgh. Uh, that's a lot. Like Cincinnati is. See, Pittsburgh is a little easier. Like. Uh, and, Andrew, we can't hear you. Can you turn down the uh, radio in the background? Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I, okay, so. That's all. Um, Not to belabor the point, because I feel like we've already gone to like an this extreme. Was a, this was a far deeper episode than last week. Yeah, like mm-hmm. we've gone to this extreme. And yes, listening to you two and listening to certain other individuals that we discussed this too about. Mm-hmm. Um, Yes, there is. I have to start creating what I would consider term limits. Uh, even boundaries. that boundaries. Yeah, I understand boundaries. the importance of, bound, of the word boundaries versus term limits. Term limits. So, like, because it seems like it has expiration. It's like a contract where boundaries is no. This is this is how you gauge people. This is this is where I won't cross. I will not, mm-hmm. and I I don't want you to cross. It. So, because my thing is always I've and I, this is something that's been in my life since I was a kid, and once again it goes back to family, right? Um, I've always been that person that people go to to talk to and to you know sometimes get advice, but just sometimes vent. And I've always been that person that's just like, all right, well, you know what? I'm here. You need an ear, whatever. I'm here. If you want me to you figure it out for you. I will help you. And that's just my nature. That's just how I've always been. Mm. And yes, there are certain cases where it goes to the fucking extreme to the point where it's like, look, I can't help you. Mm. And they get upset because they're so used to me helping them. Right. I have to, like you said, create boundaries. And don't worry, I'm practicing it myself, too. So. So and and for me, it's hard because that's been my nature mostly all my life. Mm. You know, from family going to friends. Yeah. Don't worry, I've 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 learned to create boundaries with sin. I have to say to myself, sin. <laughs> sin oh, let me look at you. Sin. It is okay for us to talk. Mm-hmm. It is not okay for you to take me to a place of aggravation and misunderstanding and confusion and make me out to be the bad guy. No, it's not for you to it's, say things that I find to be You don't get to say that. You don't get to say that. You don't get to say that. things that you say and then want to backtrack you don't, you don't or get, you say and then say you didn't say. You don't say, get to say that. Or you don't get to say things that. like that or the <clears throat> denial or the first, offense. First of all, what you say. Excuse me. You can, don't want can you, me to get Can you give me credit? Can you give me credit? I do own up to when you call me out, don't I own up? Oh, honey, no you don't. Oh, Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for uh, tuning uh-huh. in to this episode of the Genius for Geek podcast. No, I do own up. Uh- Come on, don't don't make me out to be like this. This Ari, I do own my shit. And I turn to you and okay. I do apologize. Do you own the shit that night or do you come back next time and say that you thought I do both. More about I do both. It? I do both. 
I do both. I apologize that night because we have a lengthy Karen therapy session. No, no, no. The only reason you apologize when you absolutely offended me got me very angry to the point where I was I'm almost always upset offending is you. because Karen I'm sat always there and was you, like, that is exactly I'm what always... you said to her. So and you were like, one day oh, we're going to bring in this hey, mysterious hey, Karen. Hey. We're going to bring in this mysterious Karen that we keep talking about. One day we'll bring her in Sin. and give her side to all of these stories. It's okay. Sin. And Karen, if you're listening, we are We're so, so sorry. sorry. <laughs> Sin, it's okay. I have good health insurance. I don't. Oh. Let's talk about that. Oh, God. Dental and eye or just regular? Oh, dental, eye, and health. Do you also have pet? What? what? You know there's people who get pet insurance by their company? What? I could not believe it. Honestly, nah, I could not fucking believe nah. it. I need that. I mean, I, I do. I want, thought it was the most amazing thing I, I'd ever heard. I, I, I need pet I want, insurance. I want a dog, but I want to name it Optimus. Why? Because he's Optimus Prime. But why? Because that's his you favorite. Want it to be that's, blue, red, and white. No, I just want it to be named Optimus. That's, I mean, people people name their pets after their no, favorite things. Yeah. It's like one, nothing. I, I you guys got like cats. A, that one of your okay, cats. Okay, Jade is, has green eyes, and Umbreon is a black cat. It makes sense. And Bonkers looked like fucking Garfield. So. It just makes so she sense. she's more of a visual aspect I of am. it. You're more of like a social aspect of no, it, where it's like socially you want to be called, you uh, want it to be called optimist so that people know this is what you love. Come here, and Prime. you love the dog. Yeah. You love the dog as much as you love Optimus Prime. Prime. Come here, Prime. Yeah, either Optimus or Prime. Yeah, so like both. Uh, you could call it Optimus Prime. That's fine. Yeah, but I've I, known I, I, I've I, known people to call their dogs, you know, what the things that they love. Like no. Peter. I've heard people call Peter because they love Peter Parker. Oh, no. Okay, unless That's... it looks like... No, it, they don't have to I look like her. it. They're, listen, they're adults. This is the difference between them. That's the point. Like, like you, you wanted to have a visual connection. Some people just have that emotional connection where it's like, okay, this is the character I love. Right. And like this is the like you can call a cat Chip because they may like Chip and Dale. Right. I or you could call two cats like missing a nail or something. I don't. <laughs> right. OK. And, we had it. And, we saw the cat named Oreo. It was cause but that's because visually he looked like a, he was a black and white cat. He looked All like right. an Oreo. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the part that I love because this is the part that tests <laughs> to see if I've been listening this entire episode. Oh, so, no. so geeked up. Damn, guys. <laughs> hey, so Geektopia. So Geektopians, let us know what your thoughts and opinions are. How do you feel about uh, fanshipping? How do you feel about gatekeeping? The toxicity? Do you feel that in entertainment there is a lot of entitlement? Um, how do you feel about George Lucas? Um, uh, continuity when it comes to uh, anything from the DCU, MCU? How do you feel about uh, co-workers who try to, or somewhat friends who either bombard you with um, their feelings and do you feel like they're either toxic or you don't have boundaries, you do have boundaries? How do you handle your boundaries as well, Geetopians? Let us know. Uh, what do you think about Sin being on the show? I mean, I feel like she's going to replace me. I get it. Y'all don't like me. It's fine. And, I never um, said that. And Hell, we live together. If I didn't like you, we, that would not happen. What else did we talk about? I met we the people on the show. Yeah. Um, by the time this episode air, we should be on. Uh, you might also catch us on what? Catch us on what? Sean? Nerds of the round. Yes. Um, Nerds of the round on May twelfth. We're going to be doing a competition. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a drinking game slash uh, party game where we're going to be doing trivia's. It's going to be me versus. Um, I think it's Tone from mm-hmm. down the hall. Yep. Yep. And if I don't get a question right, 
my partner here has to drink and the same thing for Sebastian and law uh, for nerds of the round. If they, if they, if they, if he gets a question wrong, they have to do, drink. So do we, do we have to show evidence of what we're pouring in our cup? Like, I don't know about that. Like, you know, I don't know, but I got you. We're going to pour. Um, since I know, since they're probably not going to be listening to this. Um, <laughs> Yeah, they would definitely listen to this. I'll come over um, and we'll film in the same room that way. Yeah, so it'd be easier. Um, but also the fact that I'll make sure to put, uh, get like a water bottle, you know, get a, you know, take, oh. or get a vodka bottle, I mean, yeah, yeah. just pour water in okay, it and cool. then you'll be good. Cool, I like that. Yeah. I like that. I won't be there. And Sin, where can people find you? Yeah, I'm going to butcher this again. Um, Sin Von Quinzel everywhere. There are some underscores on Instagram. Good mm. luck finding me. Wow. And <laughs> I don't know that's why. crazy. You are everywhere, but don't you have Basically. a TikTok? You have a TikTok too, right? I do. Okay. Quinzel. Pretty sure there's underscores in that one too. Gotcha. I'm not sure though. Sin under. I don't know. I don't have TikTok, so. Oh. Oh, Although apparently we, I keep. We will. <laughs> apparently I get more likes on her TikTok. <laughs> we will have a TikTok. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'm Charlie Radio Williams. This is Sean Luke. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at The Two Geeks. You can find us at G's for Geek Facebook, G's for Geek Instagram. You can find us at our Sketchfed page, Sketchfed on Facebook. And as always, and I don't know why I say this every episode, but we are out of here. I don't know what to pause. I'm just sitting there. Oh, Lord. Okay. The Cheese for Geek Podcast with Charlie Radio Williams and Sean Luke is a presentation of SketchFed Studios, produced by Charlie Williams and edited by Hannibal Darby. To find more episodes of the Cheese for Geek Podcast, make sure you check them out at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else your podcast needs. If you need to hear Charlie Radio Williams and Sean Luke shoot the shit on any of your topics or questions, please send a tweet to the two geeks on Twitter, or you can send a message on Instagram for the Geektopian for web series podcasts, blogs, and more, please make sure to head over to sketchfedstudios.com. And as always, stay geeky, stay you.